the only thing in life you can control is your actions and the feelings that you have towards the things that happen to you. And the main question or decision-making process is essentially like you just ask, can I do something about this? And if the answer is no, then just don't worry about it. And if the answer is yes, then just like do something about it. I feel like when you accept things for what they are and as they happened, it eliminates a lot of like the guilt and the blame that you might push onto yourself. Thank you so much for joining us today, Jake. Yes, thank you for having me. So first, I wanted to hear a little bit about you and your family, your background. Yeah, so basically, um, my, I'm half Irish and Scottish from my mom's side and half Austrian and Hungarian from my dad's side. And my mom's family moved to Canada, I'd say sometime around the mid 1800s. So they were very much like assimilated into or pretty much were a part of like what you think of with like traditional Canadian culture. And my dad's family moved from Austria to the USA in the 1950s. And that was his mom and his dad and a couple of their siblings. And then they ended up coming to Canada in the 1960s after that. And uh, my dad was born in Canada, so he's a first-generation Canadian. And uh, my immediate family for most of my life consisted of my dad, my mom, my brother, my sister, my niece, and myself. And we all lived in Ontario. Would you say that growing up, your cultural identity is something that you've been in touch with, that you've had the opportunity to explore? Mm -hmm. I would say not much exploration. Like I'd say the culture more my mom's side was like very much traditional, like middle-class Canadian or like what you'd see in Ontario, like growing up in like a nice town and like a decently nice house, going to like a grandparent's cottage every weekend is something. I'd say a lot of people like in my town or people that had similar ancestry would have experienced. I feel a little more connected to my culture and heritage on my dad's side because my grandparents on my dad's side are immigrants from Austria. So I was in touch with German cooking and some like German like music videos and whatnot. But uh, they raised my dad more as like a Canadian rather than like a Austrian immigrant living in Canada. So they spoke English like throughout the house. He doesn't know any German whatsoever, despite my grandmother being fluent, which was a little bit of a disappointment to me because like I want to learn German and yeah go to Austria or Germany eventually it's high on my bucket list to like see where I came from the company I work at they've got offices in Germany and Austria so it would be some kind of like opportunity down the line maybe to work there or go on trips so yeah. lately like taking German lessons online and whatnot to try to like get more in touch with uh, my cultural heritage your cultural heritage is also very like diverse. What has ha that been like to see like so many different cultures kind of collide? Yeah, it's interesting. I'd say it happens more in like the food and it's more mm -hmm. so like at my dad's family side because like my grandmother is like, she did spend the first like 20 odd years of her life in Austria. So like at like a Christmas dinner, you'd have like the traditional kind of food, like the turkey and the stuffing and whatnot, but then you'd also have like the spetzla, which is like a German, Austrian, like noodle dish. And then you'd have like the traditional like European cakes and stuff for dessert. 
-hmm. So it's kind of interesting to see how like the more so Canadian or like, I guess, British side of like Christmas dinner integrated with like traditional kind of like German food. We've talked about family before and specifically um, challenges that come with losing a family member. I lost my grandmother last year and I didn't really know how to navigate it. So I wanted to ask you a little bit about your experience with grief. Yeah, so before 2021, I didn't really have too much experience with grief. I also lost a grandmother, but I was only 10 when that happened. Mm -hmm. And then an aunt on my dad's side passed away when I was 11. And obviously at the time, like it was really sad to lose them. But I think because I was so young, it didn't really prepare me for anything going forward. It was kind of just like these isolated incidents of time, like in my childhood, that was sad for like a couple months or like a year or something. And it's not really something I thought about like growing up too much. Mm -hmm. But in October of 2021, which was third year of university in a it was uh, the 11th, I believe, of October. I did unexpectedly um, lose my mother. She had not been feeling well for about a year and a bit at that point. She was going through some premenopausal symptoms for a while. And due to COVID and her own personal anxieties, she chose not to get help for her symptoms or get like hormonal treatment because there's a lot of like hormonal imbalances that go on when you're going through like that stage of your life. So that caused her to develop pancreatitis, which I think was caused by the hormone stuff because the pancreas does re regulate a lot of like the hormone balances in the body and yeah. achieving like homeostasis and whatnot. So she developed that about a month before she passed away. And I was at school at that time when she developed that and she never like, I, I knew she wasn't feeling well from the menopausal stuff, but she never actually told me like, me or my sister who wasn't home or really even like my brother or my dad who were at home with her that she was sick so she just kind of passed away one night from the disease and i just like got a call from my brother and it was definitely a big shock because like you never think you're gonna like lose a parent at 20 years old mm -hmm. so yeah that's kind of been something that i've been dealing with for just over a year and a half now and over time like those feelings of grief and sadness that comes along with something like that have dissipated a bit and I think I feel like a better person because of it now that I've gone through something like that. Thank you for sharing that Jake. When I found out that my grandma was sick like in my mind because I hadn't had an experience where like I lost someone from an illness that was super mm -hmm. close to me in my mind I was kind of like optimistic about the situation yeah and when she passed I was like I was you know, in shock and like disbelief, like it's something I didn't want to believe. And I think also, um, I don't know what your thoughts are on this, but for me, like a really painful, like realization I came to was that it, it was such a permanent loss. Like it's such a permanent event. It does so much to your mind. Like it makes you think about so many things. Yeah. I think that like when you experience like loss for the first time or like something like so drastic as that there's like kind of like some something that gets like ripped away like you have like a sense of invincibility as like a young person and yeah like, I'm yeah. gonna live forever my parents are gonna live forever and blah 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 and all that and then something like really unexpected happens and just like your viewpoint of the world definitely changes a lot a hundred percent and 
I've spoken to someone, a professional about this, and they mentioned that like when you're young, you don't think about things like death or the death of your loved ones because you're so young and it seems so far away. It kind of seems like it's never going to happen. Like you can't wrap your head around it happening. And then when yeah. it does, it's just kind of like such a, a shocking experience. I feel like if we were brought up to to learn more about it and like understand like our mortality, it would be so much less scary and painful like when it did happen. I think that death in itself, especially with like young children is definitely like a taboo subject. Yeah. Like you don't really talk about it. You don't want to like upset the children. Mm -hmm. And I think like also growing up in like a household that was like not super religious, but like yeah, fairly just... religious. It's mm -hmm. like they kind of, the idea gets placed in your head that like death like isn't the end either. Yeah. But like, I'm personally not religious at all. So like, like I didn't really relate to that and whatnot. And it's, I guess it was a little harder to grasp that yeah. concept of death when like people tell you like, oh, after you die, you'll see them again. But then you have this own thought in your head that's like, that's not going to happen. If you don't believe like in God or if you don't have re super strong religious beliefs, then what are you meant to think about death, mortality? Like you need like there, you don't have any guidance as to like what could happen. And then like for me, what happened is kind of like this like fear of it so you mentioned that like there's there are things that you learned um as a result of losing your mom I wanted to know like first of all what are some of the changes that you saw within yourself and your family or what are some of the lessons that you took away from it yeah so I like just talk about my family I think that one thing I've learned and like come to see is like how close we are and like how resilient we all are like most moms are like the glue of the family they kind of organize all the events everyone goes to her for advice and support and whatnot yeah. and now that like she's not there it's kind of been like there's like my dad we can go to and then like my siblings that we all mm -hmm. like i have my brother who's 19 and then i have a sister who's 35 and we've me and my brother like just recently came into adult and my sister's an adult so even before like all the stuff happened like we were starting to get closer because we could relate more but yeah. like after everything happened i think the three of us have gotten a lot closer like this last weekend i was just in ottawa with my brother visiting my sister because it's like in between my sister and my birthdays which was a lot of fun we talk on the phone a lot uh my sister has her daughter which is my niece which i'm who I'm very close with my brother is as well obviously and I think um one other thing is just seeing like how resilient my sister is too because she's kind of stepped up to take over a lot of like those matriarchal kind of tasks which is not easy to do when you lose your mom and definitely something that I'm proud of her for and then I think also too just realizing like and getting a better understanding of how important like key relationships are in your life and how you need to make sure that the people you care about like you don't lose them you need to keep in yeah. touch and whatnot I noticed within our friend group like you were always very like nurturing and you always like the way that you would cook for all of us for example you came to me and you were like hey like what what is it that you would want me to make because I know like you don't eat like this or whatever 
it's like a lot of the ways that like my mom would act with me. It's hard to even try to justify a loss like this because I don't think that there is a big like for me personally it's like I don't think there is like this big reason or like you know how people will say everything happens for a reason and then you mm -hmm. lose someone and you just like you're like what was the reason like you took away like a, such an important person sometimes there is like no reason it's I think because just people try to find a meaning in something and mm -hmm. sometimes there just isn't one like that's just kind of how life is like stuff happens that sucks and it's just you've got to deal with it one way or another yeah no matter how hard it is and that's just kind of the way it works it's not like an efficient use of my time for me to be trying to figure out the reason why it happened because it happened mm -hmm. and it was never not going to happen so why am I gonna sit here and ponder like oh why the heck did this happen you know so everything happens for a reason is a quote that was really put into question for me when I lost my grandmother I was like I don't like what is the reason you kind of have to make your own reason out of it too because yeah. like I mean obviously I don't think that this was like meant to happen to me or anything but just kind of like looking back and it's like a weird thing to say but I'm not like glad any of it happened but I yeah. know that like the reason that I'm in the position that I am right now and the way that I feel right now is because it happened yeah so that's kind of like the reason for me it's like I just made my own reason for why it happened yeah like everything, there... yeah everything that happens in my life from this point forward is because it happened but it didn't happen it wasn't some like destiny or anything it's just the way I reacted to it for sure like there are positive things that you can take away from the experience like it's yeah. not like the experience happened and you didn't you're still the same person it hasn't changed the way you view life for a long time I was kind of like battling with like this fear of death I still am the thing with me is like I didn't really necessarily have um religion to turn to when thinking about the idea of death or the death of loved ones and so when I lost my grandma I started to look more deeply into philosophy which is something that my dad had always spoken about but I mm -hmm. hadn't really like dove into how valuable are those philosophical teachings to you in your life and are there particular philosophies that you gravitate to or um that that interest you yeah I, I did pretty much the exact same thing as you did when I like lost my mom because like I'm not religious so just trying to look for like something to maybe explain like what was happening or help with what was happening so like stoicism was the one I looked at the most mainly because I'd like seen some YouTube videos on it before so like yeah. I just knew what it was it's so, like it was easy to like go into it essentially what it is is it's like a type of like Greek and Roman philosophy and the main idea is that the only thing in life you can control is your actions and the feelings that you have towards the things that happen to you and the main question or decision-making process is essentially like you just ask can I do something about this and if the answer is no then just don't worry about it and if the answer is yes then just like do something about it so that kind of like helped realize like how that like my mom's death was out of my control and just like a natural part of life like there was nothing that I could have done to prevent it so 
I shouldn't like get worked up about it and whatnot. I love that perspective on life. And I feel like it's something that I'm learning to practice more and more. I feel like when you accept things for what they are and as they happened, it eliminates a lot of like the guilt and the blame that you might push onto yourself. Like for me, at least, like there was a lot of guilt when my grandma passed and the life that like I was able to live. When I learned to kind of just accept things for what they were, like how they were and like stop thinking about a hypothetical situation of how it could have happened which is science fiction like it happened that's like there's no point you know speculating on something because it already happened whatever life is throwing at you you just have to go and like face it and deal with things in the present moment and I think it also works in terms of like the future too and like being anxious about the future for example it's like there's no point being anxious or being worried about something that hasn't happened yet or that already happened, you know? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, all you can really do is live in the moment. It's like, mm-hmm. there's this one quote that I saw from, it was like a, a stoic quote from another philosopher, his name is Seneca. And he said, basically, the whole future lies in uncertainty, so live immediately. And that's like one quote that I had on my phone for a while, and it's still like in my notes and whatnot. And I think it's just really true, like, because when something like this happens, you kind of realize just how valuable, like, the present moment is. At any time, you get a phone call, like I did, that, like, yeah, like, our mom's dead. Like, you just don't know. Mm. So, like, all you can really do is just live in the present moment and try to just improve your life, like, mm-hmm. daily. Like it's yeah. important, it's important like not to live like we're gonna die tomorrow because then you make a bunch of stupid decisions. But yeah. it's important to live like we won't exist forever. Like do everything that you want to do yeah. in your life, essentially, and don't like hold yourself back from any opportunities and whatnot. One book that I read after everything happened was Meditations, which is like probably the most famous Stoic book by Marcus Aurelius, and he was a Roman emperor during the time of the Roman Empire. And the book is essentially like his own personal journal that he wrote in every day. And it's pretty cool because he never intended for anyone to read his own thoughts. They just happened to be like this compelling. And like one of the quotes in the book is saying how like when you like work out or like use your body or like legs are sore and your arms are sore. So when you and when you use your brain, you get stressed. It's just like a normal part of living. It's like you use your brain all the time. Of course, you're going to get stressed out and you're going to feel things. And that's fine. That's just like a normal part of life, just recognizing that these things that you go through is just normal and it's stuff that everybody has to deal with. As long as you're alive and there's cortisol in your body, you're going to experience stress. Grief is a a big topic in like psychology. Probably a model that a lot of people know about is the five stages, which basically attempts to describe grief as this kind of like linear experience. Yeah, like a timeline. Yeah, like a little timeline of, so it starts with denial and then anger, bargaining, which bargaining is like when you can't really see the reason as to why it happened, like finding, struggling to find the meaning, depression, and then eventually reaching acceptance, which Mm -hmm. is described as like, not necessarily you being completely okay with the loss, but like you're able to- That never really happens. Yeah, 
you're basically just able to start like functioning a little bit more normally and accept that the loss has occurred. Do you think it's an accurate representation of grief? And if not, how would you describe grief? I think that like in theory, it's not terrible, but I think that it's like pretty much impossible to describe something as complicated as grief as like a timeline. Like everybody deals with grief in like so-called negative emotions differently. Like I think I was probably one of the better equipped people to deal with something like this. Like I don't have any like mental health conditions. I grew up generally stable household. Like I was never like sad for extended periods of time. So yeah. I think like I was more suited to deal with it and people that have had tougher lives than me would find it harder to process like something that deals with like such strong negative emotions. Yeah. But um, just like using the process to describe like what I went through, I would say it wasn't a timeline. It's like the steps kind of all occurred almost at once. Like the, de like the denial stage was pretty short. Like I knew what was happening right away. Like I wasn't like, like I'd seen my mom be sick for like a while. It's just, I never thought it would lead to this. And it's just like, in the moment you realize like, oh, I guess like that's what was going mm -hmm. on. Mm -hmm. So like, I kind of knew right away. I'm like, yeah, like she's dead. And I'm not, I don't, it's all that I didn't believe it. Like I believed it like after like 20, 30 minutes, like the initial shock was there, but then after like 20, 30 minutes, it's like, I could see it. And then like that stage was gone. And then I'd say like the anger stage and like the bargaining and the acceptance all almost occurred at once. And the anger stage probably lasted the longest for me because I was like, honestly, I was pretty pissed off for a while, just like the way things were handled and the fact that like she didn't tell any of us that she was like feeling this way and we were just kind of stuck to deal with it and like not process it before anything happened. And then that bargaining part and the acceptance part kind of like occurred at the same time too, where like part of it is the philosophy and also just like my own like internal thinking and dealing with it. Like mm -hmm. after a couple months, even I had like pretty much accepted what has happened has happened. Yeah. And, which is, seems like a relatively short amount of time for like something like this, like bad to happen. I don't know if bad is the right word, but yeah. Like the acceptance part became close, like, closed way before the anger part like it took like over a year for me to just like not be angry anymore yeah and I think like part of that acceptance part is like I came right back to London after like I, it happened like six days later after she died I was already back in London going to class like yeah I was able to focus on other, other things and just like compartmentalize my emotions really well and kind of deal with it on my own time instead of all day sitting down thinking about it yeah. and then I think I also just had a really good like support system like friends and family like I met all of you guys right around the time that it happened and that was definitely really beneficial so like you said in theory it it makes sense mm -hmm. and it's, I would say it's it's not a set of steps that you go through it's kind of just yeah. all these things occur at once at different intervals some of them happen before others some of them overlap but like it's it's different yeah. for everyone and the amount of time it takes to go from denial to acceptance is gonna vary from person to person and everyone's gonna have interchanged kind of like periods of depression in there or 
periods of bargaining and sometimes there's even self-doubt on how you're handling it and sometimes you can revert back to another stage like it's it's just so complicated to put into like one step then the step then the step it just doesn't work like that how do you describe an emotion it's so different for everyone everyone has a different experience of it it's not this like tangible thing yeah it's so complicated you were angry for a long time what would you say maybe what was it that that made you feel like this frustration and and this like anger it's because i know i i don't know but i can guess that if she listened to me and took my advice and my brother's advice my dad's advice like she'd probably still be alive like that's why i felt so angry was there something that you did or th- mm-hmm. like ways that you approach the situation that like helped you to to be less angry and then eventually got you out of that state of mind i don't know i think it just kind of happened over time like you just think of it less and less and then you just kind of put it in perspective with like your own like what you're going through through it and just kind of like letting go like at the end of the day like I'm never going to get like an I'm sorry or anything. So I just kind of have to forgive her on my own. There's no point in holding animosity towards something that's happened into someone that is dead. Like there's no resolution that's going to happen there. So like, what's the point of me totally putting all my energy into something that's never going to resolve itself? Like I need to resolve it in my own head. So it's such a complicated thing because it's anger stemming from love and like, just being frustrated with this person that you loved so much and thinking like oh like if only if only like they had listened but when things happen you can only control your reaction to them the whole like being angry about oh had this happened or if this happened it's like can be so like damaging you know because like it did happen there's like two versions of yourself that exists and it's like there's a person that existed before you go through something traumatic and there's a person that exists after you go through something traumatic and all you can really decide is like this new person like who am i gonna be like i saw how that traumatic event could just like utterly like destroy somebody and like i wasn't gonna let that happen to myself like she made mistakes and all i can do is just learn from them at that point and try to do the best I can to just be the best person like for myself and my loved ones and for her. That's all I can really do at this point. I wanted to know what your advice would be to someone who is experiencing grief for the first time, maybe doesn't know how to navigate it. Yeah, so I can kind of give just like, not like a step by step, but just like a process of like how things happen. So basically how it like happened for me and how I've seen like processes like play out with other people is that like right away you're going to like jump into something that isn't reality. It's like I, I got to call it midnight, took like a 4am train back to like Aurora where I grew up, stayed in like my family friend's house for a week. And like during that week, that's you, you just have people like from your life that you hadn't seen in years just like calling and saying like, oh, I'm sorry, what happened? You get family members that come that like, just never come to your house talking about what happened. And it, and like, at the same time, you're planning whatever funeral or like memorial, 
like my mom didn't want a funeral luckily so we didn't have to plan that but like a, a family friend passed away back in like november so there was like that week too where it's like she passed away on like a tuesday and the funeral's already on a sunday like it's just going to be really overwhelming so it's it's important like during that initial time that you need to just take time to yourself to like pull yourself aside and just like take a breather because if not you're just going to be so overwhelmed and overworked especially if you're like what if you're like in the will and you're like assigned to put together a funeral like it's it's just really difficult at that point to do that without trying without trying to step away and just breathe and also just don't be afraid to reach out to anyone for help and know that whatever you're feeling in the moment is valid like you know, there should be no guilt with what you're feeling like like i felt anger everyone obviously feels sadness some people feel relief if like you've been dealing with some illness for years and they finally pass away and there could be some kind of relief that comes with that and then after that initial week everyone kind of just goes back to their own lives like the people that come in for like the funeral they just go back to your own life and life just kind of goes on and you, at that point you just choose like whether or not you want to jump back into your own life which is what i ended up doing i came back i just felt like i needed to go get back into my routine to help and not think about things but if like you don't need if you feel you need more time away then take it and as time goes on like try to get back into that routine and talk to people that are close to you if you're feeling down maybe go to therapy use the time to understand like why this person passed away and that something that can't really be changed and then at the same time you really need to take a look at like yourself and your life and try to figure out like what's important to you and what you don't need in your life like for example if there's relationships that maybe have like gone out of touch like there's like a cousin i hadn't spoken to in a few years so i'm like we should probably get back in touch with him and we ended up doing that we've hung out multiple times the last couple of years which has been really good or if like you have feelings of like self doubt or something like that then try to do your best to like improve it because any self improvement that you do is going to help you like become better equipped to deal with what's going on in the present as well as what's going on in the future and to help people around you that end up going through similar things and then lastly just like in the grief process like you're you're going to reach some form of acceptance like eventually and at that point all you can really do is just like make sure to talk about and like keep the memory alive of the one who passed away like if there are traditions that you always did together at like family holidays and what not then do those or like tell stories to like younger cousins or something cuz there's like a saying it's like you die twice in your life and the first time is when you take your last breath the second time is the last time somebody thinks about you so you need to make sure that people are thinking about you like as time goes on and then i guess like just one final thought just in general is that when you go through something really traumatic you kind of like get a new perspective of life and you realize that too many people just spend time like standing right on the edge of like being happy just waiting for something to come along or someone to like push them towards like this happiness and it can be because of like grief or like stress or anxiety or like imposter syndrome if it's like a job but it's important to understand that like these emotions that you feel aren't necessarily negative they're just necessary because it just means that you're being vulnerable and like when you be vulnerable that's when you grow the most 
So it's important to just like look at yourself and take the leap and do whatever you want. And then if it doesn't pan out, then you can just climb back up and you're going to be in the exact same spot that you were, regardless if you jumped or not. So yeah, that's what I would say.